Another question is that if you were starting now as just out of university college, you don't have money, but you have all the same knowledge and wisdom that you have today, what would you do differently? Oh, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in making mistakes when it's not too expensive. So if, if you're young, uh, and these days you've got fractionalized broking, some a service yes. like you can probably start with ten dollars uh, and make a few mistakes. It's fine because you'll learn from that. It's pain. It's very painful when you lose money, but uh, you learn a lot from it. Good morning, David. It's great to have you on the show. I'd love to know a bit more about StockFox. I have known about StockFox and it's like an excellent idea. And, and I love the returns that people are getting through Stockbox, uh, StockFox's recommendations. But before we get into it, I just want to say a disclaimer for anyone listening that any of this is not financial advice. Of course, do your own own research. I'm here interviewing today David McEwen from StockFox, who's going to share us uh, share about his platform and how he got the idea, how he started building it and what he's up to. So welcome, David. would love to know a bit about your journey, how you got started building this platform. Great. Thanks very much for the opportunity to uh, talk. Yeah, Star- Starfox is a, is a monster. It, it started off as a very simple idea, and it was very much based around my 30 years of experience as a stock market analyst and commentator. So I've had a newsletter, for example, the McEwen Investment Report has been published uh, continuously for 23 years now. Um, yes. So and I, I, over the years, I've developed my own methodology, which, which seems to be very effective. And it's really based around identifying shares that are high quality financially, or the, the underlying companies are very, very strong. And then looking for periods when they might be uh, undervalued by the market. Uh, so StockFox you know, came around because I've, I've got a fairly young team now and they're, they're glued to their phones and they said, oh, newsletters are all very well, but it's very 20th century. Perhaps you should be looking at another way of communicating your research. And it started from there. And now we have a, yeah, now we have a fully-fledged app, which is very exciting. Yeah, that it is very exciting. And so how does the methodology work? So how does it all work? So someone who um, hasn't used StockFox before, what can they do with it? Okay. Yeah, very much what we wanted was a, a sort of total solution. So we're not, there are people who do research, obviously, and there are people who do broking. And we, we're really trying to put everything together into, into one easy-to-use um, app on your phone. So the idea is we're aiming very much at people who, are investing in the market but struggle to find the time to do their own research uh, and or not keen on paying up to $200 for a trade with a, with a top-end broker because those guys obviously have their own research teams. And there's been a total explosion in the last couple of years of people trading on the market using new technology and I'm very concerned that a lot of those people don't have a background in understanding the market or understanding companies. Uh, and they're very much relying on uh, whatever's trending or whatever's uh, whatever the latest Facebook post might be on a certain topic. That's a recipe for for disaster, in my opinion. I think you know, like we've been lucky, the market's been very strong in the last eighteen months. But sooner or later, it's gonna it's gonna go down, and a lot of people are gonna get burned. Yeah, that is very true. How long has been StockFox been out in the market? We're basically just doing a formal launch now. So we've we've had a soft launch for the last three months. Yes. Uh, and that's been very much targeted just towards my customer base and we're doing a little bit of um, test marketing and social media. And so that's given us a chance to find out what people want and and how they're using it. We have made quite a few changes in recent times. And now probably over the next few weeks, you'll everyone will be seeing, um, seeing StockFox a lot more. Yeah, that's very interesting. So how many users have you got so far? At the moment, we've probably, and it's still in the hundreds at the moment. Pretty good yep. for a brand new app. Yeah. 
yeah. The interesting thing about it is that we've, we're getting a uh, we're getting very little in the way of fall off. So in other words, people are trying the services, subscribing to it, and they're staying with it. So that that tells me we're doing a really fulfilling a need here. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely, that um, seems like the case. And in, in your view, what has been the most challenging part of building Stockfox? Uh, I guess, the, yeah, the key, the, 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 the biggest job really was making sure that it was scalable. So, you know, we started yes. off with a prototype and then we, we pulled in a technical consultant and he said, your, pro- yeah, your prototype looks pretty, it's not going to cut it if you try to take this thing globally so we essentially had to rebuild and we used a local agency called putty yes. um, extremely extremely top-end team i'm very, very happy with it, what they produced uh, and they yeah they've spent several months essentially rebuilding the thing from scratch and with it with a specific mandate to to be able to handle high loads so if we if we, we do want to take this thing internationally absolutely no putty do a, a good job i know some of the people in putty or or the team of sort of putty so now that's great it seems like a really good product and so what's your plan over the next six months what's your goal where do you want to where do you see it going well, you know we think we think we will domestically first so yes. we're going to launch now i'd say we've always said to it we've always said to ourselves we'd be more than happy being 10 percent the size of some of the some of the breaking platforms and because not everyone's wanting going to want to pay for advice and yeah that would suggest we, we get several thousand users over the next few months and once we've done that then we'll be moving into australia and the u.s yeah yeah just to clarify so currently it seems like on on stockfox that you can connect your existing brokerage account and it gives you recommendation and allows you to buy how does it work exactly yeah exactly so these like i say it's not it's we're not a it's not like just a research service we, we're a solution and uh, the idea is you're busy you're walking down the street uh, you get an alert and it says hey we've done our research and we've found a stock we, we really like you, it's the market's open the stock is here's the price so we think you should pay for it and if you like what we're telling you you can do your own research obviously or you can uh, trust us touch wood and then you go okay well, this sounds interesting and so it's one touch to take you through to your own personal stock broking account which could be with any broker in the world and so i have an asb bank brokerage so i can connect that with stockbox and yeah so we're right? currently in development we're working on apis for all the, all the brokers uh, yes discussions with NZX currently and, and the idea is yeah we will be allowing people to access their own trading accounts as quickly and easily as possible via the app we're also going to be uh, you know pairing with other service providers for example uh, uh, ShareSite is offering the ability for people to track their and interface uh, have a direct link with their with their broking account and their bank account and so on um, so yeah the idea is it'll be a total it'll be a total uh, solution in your pocket that is a very big um, undertaking um, <laughs> it's a very expensive undertaking as well you didn't do you have plans to bring it all in-house develop your own in-house engineering team or will you continue to outsource to an agency oh yeah we've, we've actually just uh, formed a relationship with a, with a company in Auckland called Crown Financial yeah and they yeah they're essentially an investment bank and they have their own in-house compliance team and IT team so yes the idea is we will be gradually bringing, bringing a lot of those functions in-house yeah, yeah, it is. That is the way that a lot of startups go as well. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> yeah, I find it um, extremely interesting. And I have a question like that, you know, how because the New Zealand market is so small, the volumes are so small that, say, if there is a recommendation on a stock and if 10,000 people act on it, it can move the potentially the whole market and mm-hmm. then they won't get the same result. And even like 
in bigger markets, like really big funds have struggled with that. That's why when they get really big, they find it really hard to get the same return as a small guy can, like 500% return in a year or something like that. They can just cannot because they move the market with them. <laughs> How do you... I think one of the key things about StockFox is that we're not a tipping service as such. It's not a, it's not a hot pick type service. We're very, very keen on making sure that people make good investment decisions. So there's an educational aspect to it. And there's also we our methodology very much focuses on what I would call blue chip stocks. So generally larger cap have a good earnings track record and solid financials. So yeah, we would never recommend the sort of game that the, the trend meme stocks that, that are getting and in fact that's going to pay off over time because we are going to recommend stuff that is solid. So in other words, if the market wants to have a correction, uh, yes, of course the stocks you own through us might go down, but they're not going to go down to the extent of some of these levels. Yeah. So we very much, yeah. So typically we would recommend a stock that in New Zealand, for example, we have a minimum market capitalization of 50 million, which rules out about half the market, unfortunately. And it's, it's probably like a, a, a billion in the States, for example. Yeah. So the yeah. Is, yeah. They're big companies. They're well traded, they're liquid. And I don't think it's going to be an issue for us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would be an issue in the US stocks. I just think it might be an issue in the New Zealand stocks because 50 million and 10,000 people buying a stock in a 50 million market cap will no longer have your recommendation be as precise because it's changed <laughs> so well, yeah. fast. Well, the other, the other thing is that because, because people won't necessarily see the, the latest alerts in real time, we do have a target price on all our, all our picks. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's might- good. Yep. So you might receive it. You, you might not look at the tip that day, or you well, you wait till the afternoon, and then you might see we recommended a dollar. It's gone to dollar oh five, for example. But if our target price is a dollar twenty, then you can still make your own decision whether or not to purchase that stock. Yes, yes, that makes sense. How is it different from, or why should people sign up to StockFox compared to, say, I think you might know Motley Fool or or Morning Brew or any of these sort of services which do something similar? Pretty much a lot of services have their um, recommendations and stuff. I think even ASB shares that I'm with, they have their own recommendations on their platform on what their target buy price is. Yahoo has it. A lot of places have it. Why should someone go with StockFox than any of the other ones? Yeah, well, as far as I know, we're the only, we're the only uh, service of its kind in, in the world where it's it's all together in one place um, yeah. in, on your phone. So, of course, you can uh, yes, you can get you, you can get articles. And so those some of those services you mentioned, they tend to write fairly lengthy, in depth articles. Yes, and that's to certain extent what I do through my newsletter. Whereas people these days, I think, would struggle to find the time. And of course, the mark when the market's open, most people are working, so. It's difficult for them to, to respond to what's happening in the marketplace. So the idea is we simplify it down. So the other stock fox tip, for example, might be one paragraph and it'll say, we like this company for this reason. Yeah. And the key is understanding that behind that one paragraph is broker level quality of research. So we do, we have an investment uh, research team. We spend a lot of time crunching the numbers and doing the, doing the analysis and it all gets boiled down to one very simple little tip at the time. And the idea is obviously people need to get to know us and, trust that our research is sufficiently quality that once they do that, then it becomes very easy to place, get the tip, place the trade and move on with your day. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Do you guys have an API that other services can tap in and show StockFox recommendations? Yes. Yes. So we were thinking, uh, you know, as the service evolves, we may become more of a community. So we may have multiple sources of research, for example, multiple brokers uh, yeah. and other related services. And, and then people can measure 
measure the quality uh, or the results that people are getting and then choose which one service they want. So yeah, one of our one of our strategies for scaling up is to form partnerships with brokers and investment advisors and other people in the, other people in the sector. And you know, there's no, um, because we're a strictly research company, we're not fund managers and we're not brokers. There's a lot of compatibility. And we can Yeah. So for example, say what I mean by like API access is say that um, StockFox has its recommendations. If you want to show that on our platform mm. on Insider, that this is what StockFox is recommending. This is what Morning Brew is recommending. This is what ASB Shares is recommending. Can we do that? A lot of them, like Yahoo has its own API that you can get the prices and their recommendations and everything and show that platform for a small price or for some sort of a partnership or we send traffic back to Yahoo or for that sort of reason. Does StockFox have anything like that? We do. We Yeah, we build APIs for when we form a partnership. I'm not aware of, yeah, at this stage, we're aware of something that's generic, but um, there's no reason we couldn't introduce that. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. That's definitely something worth um, investigating, something for our um community to potentially participate in and stuff. I had a couple more questions. And one was that is, what's your view on index funds that track the index, like Vanguard or something like that? How does the world of stock picking relate in performance and fees and all those sort of, what would you advise? Yeah, there's been been a lot of studies done, particularly in the States, about the value that, that investment advisors add. And Unfortunately, um, yeah, on average over time, advisors tend to track the market less their fees. So there's not a lot of value. Um, and that's something, you know, for people people who may not have, you know, the um, time or the, or the understanding to, to be able to do their own research. Index funds, I think, are a very good way to go. So they're very cheap. Uh, and obviously, markets trend up over time for various reasons. So the downside is that an index fund can't protect you when the market tanks. That's one thing that concerns me. And at least we, we have what, what we would describe as you know active an active approach. In other words, we yep. time the market. We do our typical trade is nine weeks. And touch wood, we, we profit more often than not. I think that we can short the market. We can, we can time the market. We can pick different sectors that might be doing better than others. And put all that together, certainly our track record over. 20 plus years has been uh, market outperformance. Well, that's that's really good. That's amazing. It, all those studies are older than you're mentioning that <laughs> where um, index funds have done better than active investment. In the last 18 months, since the start of COVID, active investors have outperformed the market, the index funds, um, because it has been so volatile. It has been all over the place yeah. and no index fund could be like that. <laughs> it's just, and the thing is that the, the strength of the tech sector has outperformed and all the active investors, a lot of them were buying tech stocks. And if you look at the 10 biggest companies in US by market cap, multi-trillion dollar companies these days, they are all in the tech sector. 20 years ago, they used to all be in oil. Now data is the new oil. So yeah, it's very interesting. Two or three questions before we go and we we finish um, this conversation. One, is there a book that you are reading right now? No, I can't say. I can't say well, what, what was the last book that you read? I tend to steer clear of other people's thinking on the subject. So I, I like, for example, I don't read analyst reports and I don't read a lot of investment books. And, I, and the reason for that is I want to develop my own methodology. So uh, I don't want yes. to be influenced by anybody else. And so what I've done is probably the most influential book I've ever written was, was called Buffetology by Mary Buffett. And, and she was the um, 
daughter-in-law of Warren Buffett and uh, spilled all the secrets when she separated from, from his son. So there's some amazing stuff in there about how to construct your own valuation, valuation model. And that's very much what I've, I suppose, 20, 20 years ago now when I read that book and I learned a lot from it and it's definitely still helping me today. What Are there any couple of concrete examples that you can give that still apply in terms of valuation, valuating a stock or a company? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Is like what I find is that I'm, I'm quite a big user of consensus estimates. And that's obviously when you've got multiple stockbroker researchers and they've done all the hard work. They've interviewed yes. the company, they've done the numbers. And depending on the type of business, they've gone and uh, walked around their stores or uh, talked to their competitors and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of work goes into these things. And then ultimately, they boil it down to what they think next year's earnings are going to be. Uh, yeah. So if you, if you take a consensus of that and multiply it by the company's long-term average PE ratio, that gives you a pretty good guide to what it should be worth. Uh, yeah, and, um, and obviously, if it's lower than that, um, and and the company's ticks a few other boxes, um, yeah, then you can probably buy it with confidence. Yeah, that's very interesting. Another question is that if you were starting now, as just out of university college, you don't have money, but you have all the same knowledge and wisdom that you have today, what would you do differently? Oh, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in making mistakes when it's not too expensive. So if, if you're young, uh, and these days you've got fractionalized broking, some a service yes. like you can probably spend, start with ten dollars uh, and make a few mistakes. It's fine because it, you'll learn from that. It's pain. It's very painful when you lose money, but uh, you learn a lot from it. Yeah, absolutely true. And finally, do you have an ask? Are you looking for anything? Are you looking for team members? Are you looking for investors? Anything? Yeah, well, we've we've been extremely supported. The company's raised over four million dollars so far yeah. equity, and that's all come from private clients. I'm amazed that New Zealanders, uh, you know, seem to be open to this type of private equity investment. I, I always thought it was an American thing, and it's been extremely encouraging. Yes, yeah, so the idea is we've built the software now; it's launched. We are going to take it internationally. That's not going to be cheap, so we'll be continually, continually looking for additional equity. Uh, and I think certainly from an investor's perspective, uh, all the hard work's been done. We've, we've got the product. And yeah, very open to anybody who'd like to um, get involved. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And it seems like you have a, you have a, or StockFox has a really bright future ahead. There, there has just been so much capital all around the world, not not only in US, but all around the world. Yeah, it's just the amount of money available to invest in tech startups has just exploded. And I still think we are just at the start of it. We are just at the cusp of it. So I think you guys are in the in, on the right track. And yeah, best of luck for for your future and for your mission. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.